Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. So we mix it up, mix it up. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. There is the kind of love that is both pure and strong at the same time. But these four loves can have equally strong qualities. They're just different kinds. They're just like I love Robert one way and I love my children another way, but I don't want to have to choose which one is stronger because they're equally strong, but in different ways. And it's the same with this. And so she, she drew close to the cross of Jesus, even, even when it must have hurt so much. The love between Jesus and Mary Magdalene has been misconstrued in the mainstream culture as having been romantic. Some even suggest that they may have been married. As Elizabeth explains in today's message, this lie comes from a deep-seated misunderstanding of the beautiful depths and variations of love. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth with part five of their message, Through the Eyes of Mary Magdalene. not after the dignified kind of love that, that looks right and is, is like churchianity correct. He's after something that is wholehearted. And if we don't allow ourselves to love and live in that place of both forgiveness and love, that place where that lives, we're so open to temptation. Because that void, when we try to dim that down, it's an invitation for something illicit to come in to take the place of what God has freely given and is inviting us to live full-blooded. Does that make sense? Mary drew close to the cross, just like the closest friend of Jesus. And those two both throughout history have always been criticized about it's got to be like homosexual with John then. And it's going to be like, like, we can't just accept that love is beautiful and that, that there is the kind of love that is both pure and strong at the same time. But these four loves can have equally strong qualities. They're just different kinds. They're just like, I love Robert one way and I love my children another way, but I don't want to have to choose which one is stronger because they're equally strong, but in different ways. And it's the same with this. And so she, she drew close to the cross of Jesus, even, even when it must have hurt so much, not just because of his suffering, but all her hopes I mean, it must have been bewildering to watch a man who has raised so many others from the dead dying in front of you. Like, what was that then? Was that real? Why is he dying now? He told us he would live forever. It must have been so confusing. And those of us who've been close enough to death, death smells. It's not pretty. When somebody is fighting for their last breath, it's not nice. It's not sanitized. But, but the closest to Jesus came close and they embraced that part. So if we learn anything from Mary, it's both that if we embrace his forgiveness, to the extent we embrace his forgiveness, 
we love freely. And to the extent we embrace being his, we have to embrace his pain also and come close enough. It's, it's this dichotomy that's part of loving him. And it, it, it struck me as we were preparing for this, like when, when we married, as, as many people when they married, I vowed, we vowed to each other to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death do us part, according to God's holy ordinance, and there too I pledge myself to you. I pledged myself to him for life. That's a, that's a shadow, it's a pale shadow of the love between God and his bride. And, and in this love, like what Jesus had for Mary Magdalene, death doesn't do us part. Death ushers us into a closer embrace. Nothing about Jesus is like, he does not have attachment disorder. He's not afraid to get close. And it's, so, it's just so important that we know that because if we think that to be close to Jesus, we have to be all like Simon, we miss the whole point. We miss the whole point, even if it looks like it ends in tragedy, even if we don't understand what God is doing, we're better drawing close to him in that pain than trying to like, well, I'll, I'll, when you, once you've resurrected, I'll draw close to see if you're worthy of my time. So many times we do that. Once you've answered my prayer, I'll come close again, maybe, if you woo me right. We treat him like that. But Mary Magdalene gives us an example to follow because she didn't do that. She, 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 you know, we sang a song tonight about running after him, and that was Mary Magdalene. Even after he was dead, Matthew 27, 61 says, and Mary Magdalene was there, and the other Mary, sitting opposite the tomb. Then in John chapter 20, verse 1, now the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then in verse 11, skipping down a little bit, Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb and she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, because they've taken away my Lord and I do not know where they've laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've laid him and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say teacher. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. You know, I, I think this must have been one of the hardest things that he ever did. Because in effect, he was letting her know that the reunion wasn't permanent. And, and I, I think he longed to take her with him and, and all the rest for that matter to not have to leave them behind to endure what he knew they would have to endure as they continued to have to walk the roads and preach the word and endure the persecution. But Jesus spoke to her in such a way that she recognized him. The intonation of his voice when he spoke her name and you know, the, 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 
the friendship, the unashamed devotion between them. You know, it's, it's something that, I don't know about you guys, but you know, I've, been, I've been doing this now for more than 30 years. And there's still moments when I'm tempted to pull back. When I'm tempted to be a little bit quiet about what I do for a living. It's funny, I, I, today I took the YOM team down to Lincoln Road and um, just to do some, some outreach and some evangelism. And I put on one of the Church in the Street shirts. And, and I'm walking around, you know, for like, I don't know, we were down there for like three hours, I guess. And during that three-hour period of time, several times, I forgot what my shirt said. And I'd see people looking, you know, staring at me, looking at me. I got on this bright, ugly green shirt. No, it's pretty. It's ugly. <laughs> and on the front, you know, it says, may I pray for you. And as we were, the, we, we started off, we all got a slice of pizza and we're sitting there on Lincoln Road and, and, and there's this older couple sitting next to us. And, and I see the old guy's, you know, he's watching me because, you know, I'm kind of, you know, like a politician working the table, you know, and we're trying, to, <laughs> trying to talk to everybody and uh, get to know, get to know these, these young men and women, you know, with YWAM. But, um, but I, I'm, I'm, this guy's staring at me. And uh, so finally, as they got, they, they got ready to leave, you know, they paid their check and they got up to leave. And, and, and he said, France, France. And, you know, he was trying, he's like letting us know they were from France. They didn't speak English. And I don't speak French. But he, he understood pray. And he was intrigued. He was trying to figure out what was going on. And... And he said, may pray? And I, and I said, yeah, may I pray for you? Because he thought you, he thought it was Jesus. He thought the you was about Jesus. You know, may I, you know, may I pray? You know, he, he was misunderstanding. And then he got it and his face kind of lit up. And I told, I told the guys, I said, man, in heaven... You know, one day we're going to know what God did with that little encounter. Because everything's on purpose, right? Everything's deliberate with God. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front. 
as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. But today's message is unique. As you listened today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Well, that's all the time we have here for today. On Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.